The Atlanta Falcons are messing everything up in the NFC. We're going to talk about how it is that they have put together a potential playoff team in the midst of a rebuild. Should the Cowboys fans be concerned about Dak Prescott's recent play and the Browns stun the Ravens in an AFC North showdown while Baltimore holds its breath for more news on Lamar Jackson's apparent ankle injury. We got all that and more on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, football fans? And thank you for joining us for another episode of Locked On NFL. It is your Monday episode here to get you everything you need to know around the NFL. Proud part of Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks as always for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well, where you can get daily fantastic YouTube video content. Uh, you might notice Bo sounds a little bit different today. Well, that's because it's not Bo right now. It is Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your daily host over at the Locked On Saints podcast. Bo and I, your usual Monday host, are going to be joining forces, if you will, to handle this Monday episode, making sure you have all the biggest stories around the NFL. Bo's got three fantastic interviews for you. First off, we're going to kick things off. Joined by Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons at Falcfans on Twitter to talk about the Atlanta Falcons getting messy up in that NFC playoff race. What is it that they have found and got together to where they have become a potential playoff team in the midst of a rebuild? Aaron's going to clear it all up for us along with Bo. Then he's going to be joined by Landon McCool of Locked On Cowboys. Cowboys defense getting better and better every week, it seems. But should Cowboys fans be concerned about Dak Prescott's recent outings? Landon's going to clear that up for us. And then we're going to be joined by the one, the only, Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns. The Browns coming up with a big-time divisional upset up against the Baltimore Ravens while the collective city of Baltimore holds its breath, awaiting more information around Lamar Jackson. We'll start there. Lamar Jackson being carted off of the field during the Baltimore Ravens' loss to the uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, according to Coach Harbaugh, after the game, he suffered a sprained ankle. Will undergo more testing today, Monday, uh, and to de to determine the severity of all of this. And so, hopefully, we'll have some news about that here throughout the rest of the week on Locked On NFL. Make sure you keep it locked, and of course, you can always check out Kevin Ostracker over at Locked On Ravens as well. He'll have you up to date on everything. But to kick off today's episode, we're going to dive in. Talk a little bit about this messy NFC playoff race that gets messier and messier, and the Atlanta Falcons are simply not helping. Here's Bo Brock at Bo Brock on Twitter, as well as Aaron Freeman at Falcvans on Twitter to break it all down. The mayhem at the bottom of the NFC playoff picture continues, and entering the chat, the Atlanta Falcons, they improved to 6-7, and 29-21 win over division rival the Carolina Panthers, Carell Patterson, another rushing score, Matty Ice threw for a touchdown, Michael Walker had a pick six of Cam Newton, Aaron Freeman rejoins the Lockdown NFL podcast to talk about the big win, and Aaron, how is this team kind of gone from the thick of a rebuild, like just a, aside from trading their franchise quarterback, uh, a full-down rebuild, put itself right there in the thick of this NFC playoff picture. A lot of it has been the team looking like, I think, what 
Arthur Smith wants this team to look like all season long. They've been able to get their running game going these last couple of weeks. It's their third straight uh, game of over 100 yards rushing. They finished with 128 against uh, a pretty solid Panthers defense. And their defense has stepped up. It, you know, it's gone from one of the worst defenses in the NFL to looking pretty competent these last couple of weeks. They got blown out by the Patriots 25 to nothing a couple of weeks ago. But the fact that they were able to keep the Patriots offense had who've been basically scoring like 30 plus every single week to 25 and one of those was a defensive touchdown uh was you know a, a promising sign in these last couple of games their defense has been able to keep them in the game despite the sort of the ups and downs of the falcons offense led by that ground attack so it does seem like the falcons are slowly but surely molding into the type of de uh team and defense that arthur smith wants to build yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's it's such an odd path. They take a, an offensive coordinator. They, you know, it doesn't seem like he would be a guy that would preach, you know, the defensive uh, minded football and and run well, sound run game. Obviously, coming from Tennessee, uh, but it's like you, you take a special teamer, a wide receiver, and he's your main running back. You key cog back there in Cordero Patterson. It's just an interesting way. It's like the Atlanta Falcons have traded this explosive offense for this ground and pound defensive minded football team. Yeah, I don't think anybody really saw that coming this year, right. given what they had going into the season. A lot of it was focused on, okay, losing Julio Jones, who's going to generate those explosive plays. You felt like they'd be fine with Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts there. Obviously, Calvin Ridley has been out for a while due, due to the, the mental health break that he needed. And Kyle Pitts, while you know probably on his way to a Pro Bowl season, has been up and down for the most part uh, this season and not necessarily that sort of high-flying uh, number one sort of playmaker for this team, at least week in and week out. Uh, but we did get to see him make a couple of plays uh, in this Carolina game. So it, it's sort of not how you probably or certainly not how I envision it going into the season. But if this is the way that the Falcons have to win, uh, then we'll take what we can get. Right. How are they? Yeah, no doubt about it. How are they making so much noise on the defensive side? Now it's been back to back weeks with a, a, a score from that side of the football. Who, who's the one that uh, we're not paying attention enough to? Well, I think A.J. Terrell's getting a lot of the buzz in terms of his yeah. ability in coverage, and it's really been that for the Falcons. They have one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL, so really when they make plays on that side of the ball, it is coming from guys in coverage. Uh, you saw A.J. Terrell get his second interception of the season, or maybe his third. I, I can't. I lost count. Um, but you also saw Michael Walker getting a pick six. Uh, you saw Marlon Davidson get one last week in their loss to Tampa Bay. You know, not necessarily the guys that you would expect to to generate those big time plays. You know, Davidson being a defensive tackle, Michael Walker being a backup linebacker. But when this defense has looked good, it has been because the guys on the back end have have done some things, and that's allowed them to maybe dial up a little bit more pressure. And we saw that on hand today against Carolina where they were able to get after both Cam Newton and PJ Walker in this game and provide some pressure, which led to some of those mistakes. We're seeing a lot of game managing from Matt Ryan. Do you think that he's fine with this role as long as the wins keep coming? Yeah, I think Matt Ryan's at a point in his career where he just cares about the W. So if he has okay. to throw for, you know, 140 yards or whatever he wound up throwing them for today, I think it was uh, 190. Um, then he'll take what he can get at this point in time. Cause I think Matt Ryan just wants to win. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at FalcFans. Aaron Freeman locked on Falcons. Uh, one, two, or three, right in the thick of the playoff picture. Big game coming up against San Francisco in week 15. Much more to discuss in the NFC, namely the Dallas Cowboys, who just keep on winning. But is there any reason to be concerned with the way that their star quarterback has been playing here recently? We're going to be joined by Landon McCool 
here in just a moment to break it all down on today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But before we get to that, want to let you, I, I just kind of want to ask you a question. Does this sound familiar, right? You have one device so that you can watch all of your live sports on Sunday. You have another device so you can watch your favorite movies, another one so that you can watch your favorite TV shows. And then you have these apps that you use where you got to be logged in, but you're using somebody else's login. They keep changing the password on you. And you have to send them that embarrassing text message like, hey, fam, did you change the password? Well, now you don't have to worry about any of that because of Direct TV Stream, which is going to help you get all of your TV together. Get it all together with Direct TV Stream. going to help you get everything that you need in one place, seamlessly transition from live sports to your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and everything else that you might be looking for. They've got you taken care of. The one, the only place to get the information that you need on this is over at directtv.com. That's direct tv.com. And best of all, no annual contract on this bad boy. So go ahead to directtv.com. Check it out. Compatible device is required. Content varies by package. All right, everybody rolling right along with today's episode of Locked on NFL. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day every day. We very, very much appreciate you. If this is your first time finding the show, don't forget we're here with you every single Monday through Friday, getting you all the big news with our big band of very talented hosts here every single weekday on Locked On NFL. So keep it locked here on the show. Next up, we're going to be joined by Landon McCool of Locked On Cowboys to help us. You know what? We want to talk a little bit about it. How about them Cowboys? How's everything going? Everything okay? Because it sounds a little conflicting over in Cowboy country right now. Here's Landon McCool, Bo Brock to break it all down. In a game where it had one of the more inexplicable flexes of all time, the Dallas Cowboys brought their own benches to be on the yeah. sideline uh, at the FedEx field in Landover, Maryland, the home of the Washington football team. To break that down and much more, Landon <laughs> McCool of Locked On Cowboys. It was Randy Gregory forcing a Kyle Allen fumble to seal the deal for the Cowboys and win this game. Back-to-back wins for Dallas now. Um, they had control of this contest early on. It was 27-8, and then you look up uh, from taking a sip out of your soda, and it's 27-20. Dak Prescott had a pick six in the fourth quarter, and it was the Dallas Cowboys defense, Landon, that was able to kind of put this one away for them. Yeah, if you were uh, looking up from your soda and you saw what happened next, you may be adding a little bit something stronger <laughs> to to the mix, I think, because uh, it, it was certainly one of those games where – you were holding on with uh, with both hands uh, at near the end and, and not expecting to. Um, and as good as the as good as the Cowboys defense played today, uh, you know, obviously the Cowboys offense really really struggled. And and you know, there's going to be some pretty serious concerns about you know how how uh, Tyron Smith's ankle is going to be uh, starting next week and, and how how Dak is playing in general. I mean, just just he had a really bad game today. Yeah, it was it was interest, it's interesting, you know, that this they they won with the defense and they might have won in spite of their offense. And now back to back weeks, we've seen pretty pedestrian numbers from their quarterback. How how big is the level of concern? I mean, you certainly have to be a little bit concerned. I mean, I, I think to me, um I, I don't know that I'm concerned long term. I think that you know, eventually Dak will right the ship and, and get things back in gear because you see it with my moments. I mean, there's still moments where he makes incredible plays and, and it looks normal. It's just that there's been a huge increase in, you know, what generally referred to as turnover-worthy plays, uh, a huge increase of just why did you throw the football kind of situations. Uh I, I just, you know, I felt like he he kind of struggled today 
um, in execution. And, and you, you know, usually with Dak, when he's throwing it high, like what we saw today, it's a footwork issue. Like he mm-hmm. needs to clean up his footwork. They get it gets sloppy. He's throwing off his back foot at times. It just feels like the Cowboys need to kind of invest some more time in 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 running two minute offense because it feels mm. like that's when Dak can hit his back foot, throw the football, get into a rhythm, and that's when he starts feeling more comfortable. It just it just continues to feel you know after almost a month plus of just kind of disjointed offensive football right now. Yeah, but with that, the defense has come alive, yeah, right? Uh, and this was that was the biggest question as far as from a national perspective. Could this Dallas Cowboys team truly be a contender in 2021? And uh, with the emergence of their rookie linebacker, edge rusher, whatever you want to tab them at this point, just just a madman. And Micah Parsons, two more sacks. Is it 12 on the season for the rookie? Uh, I think that's right. Or 12 yeah. and a half, maybe even. 12 and a half, uh, just, uh, just making an impact. Does he already kind of become the leader of that defense? I mean, he certainly, I think, is, is claiming his stake as the most talented player on a defense mm-hmm. that suddenly has a whole bunch of young, really talented players. You know, the, the Cowboys defense, uh, you know, on, on the other side of, of what's happening with the offense, has been only uh, got getting better these last few weeks. And 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 by better, I also mean healthier. I mean, th- finally, they got back uh, Neville Gallimore, who had been missing almost the entire season. In fact, I think he has been missing almost... I think he got hurt week one, but uh, he was he made some huge impact plays and really helped the uh, defensive interior in a way that they've needed for a long time. Uh, they got Tristan Hill back from a, a suspension that was <laughs> a little mm. questionable, and then uh, they you know they they were just able to get Tank Lawrence back last week, add him back into the mix. Randy Gregory comes back from his injury. He obviously played fantastic. Uh, so the defense is surging, kind of going into the playoff situation. Really, what the Cowboys need to do is take these next few weeks. They play the Giants next week, uh, who you know are 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 playing like the the Giants, for, unfortunately <laughs> for them. So, so they have an opportunity to kind of get right, and especially with the kind of lead that they've built in the NFC East right now, they have some cushion. And again, I, I don't worry about Dak long term, but but he needs to cut back in, in, uh, on these kind of up and down games and, and, and inconsistent games where, uh, you know, it, and again, it's not just footwork. He made some poor decisions. That second interception, I, I, you know, I don't know if he didn't see the guy or what happened. I'm interested to see what he says. Uh, but Dak needs to kind of clean it up because, you know, after a year and a half of, of carrying the team, whenever he's on the field, uh, your team is actually kind of stepping up and, 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 and really developed quite a bit and, and now looks like a juggernaut if they can get normal Dak Prescott quarterback play. Uh, but but that is something that they need to get and they haven't had for you know a couple weeks. Now. From one very strong defense to perhaps one of the deepest in the NFL, we close the book on the Dallas Cowboys for today's show. And then we open up our next chapter here. Talk a little bit about the Cleveland Browns. Jeff Lloyd going to join us here in just a moment. Talk about how the Cleveland Browns pulled off their big upset against the Baltimore Ravens and hung on to get that big win in the division. We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked On NFL. But first, let me talk to you a little bit about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, some incredible flavors. Listen, everybody is very, very passionate about their favorite flavor of Built Bar. We have some coconut lovers. We have some coconut haters. We have some mint brownie lovers. That would be me. I am a mint brownie lover. I absolutely love the mint brownie flavor as well as cookies and cream, salted caramel, a little bit of peanut butter brownie. I'm all about the sweet stuff. Maybe you're a little bit more into fruit and chocolate. They've got you covered there too. Raspberry, orange, bunch of different flavors that you can check out over at Built.com as well as all their other fantastic 
products as well. And you can go ahead and have these right alongside your holiday treats. Go ahead and grab yourself a salted caramel built bar, dip that bad boy into some hot cocoa, and enjoy all the flavors. Because not only is that built bar about to be absolutely fantastic, but that hot cocoa about to be salty and caramelly, you got to love it. So go ahead and check it out, built.com. And if it is your first time or your next time, doesn't even matter. If you've been there before, you've been there earlier this week, I know I was, you can use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at built.com. And don't forget to check out betonline.ag, the best place to place all of your bets and get in on the action every weekend. If you're a football fan, nearly every day. If you're an NBA, NHL fan, or on special occasions, if you're like UFC and MMA, maybe you cashed in on this weekend's action over in the land of UFC. And hey, there's a whole bunch of other good stuff too. Let me tell you, you got betonline.ag right now. They just redid their website. They redid their mobile app. Now they have this incredible live betting module that you can get in on. Watch all the trends before you place your bet and get in as the action is ongoing. It's a lot of fun. So go and check them out, betonline.ag. If it's your first time hitting up the site, make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, so you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% with the promo code LOCKEDON over at betonline.ag, where the game starts. All right, y'all, to help us wrap up today's episode of Locked on NFL, it is Bo Brock. It is Jeff Lloyd of Locked on Browns. Talk a little bit about the Cleveland Browns and their big upset within the division up against those Baltimore Ravens. To break it all down, here's Jeff, here's Bo. Oh, and please excuse some of the audio issues that we had in this one, but we still wanted to make sure that you got this to you because it's really great information. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, What happened? How did the Cleveland Browns end up knocking off the Baltimore Ravens? Here's Bo, here's Jeff. They got you covered. It was the Cleveland Browns making a big stop on fourth down after the Baltimore Ravens recovered an onside kick, according to the broadcast on CBS. Their first recovery since 2001. Cleveland holds on to notch a massive 24-22 win. Jeff Lloyd, of course, Lockdown Browns joins us here on the Lockdown NFL podcast. And Jeff, Lamar Jackson left this game with apparent ankle injury early. But the Browns were dominating well before he left this contest. How were they able to get off to a hot start? And then how come they couldn't really put this game away? And Tyler Huntley was in a position to potentially win this game for Baltimore. Well, when you play defense, like you get into these periods where you try to be the aggressor. And the Browns were this for you know basically the first three quarters of this game. They were after guys. Uh, this defense is very, very fast now. Jacob Phillips back for the first time. This season, blew out a bicep in the summer. His first appearance this week. Defense even faster. So you get to this, and then you kind of take your foot off the gas pedal a little bit. You get to this, oh, we have a couple of, We're going to play a little bit of prevent defense. And you get yourself in these types of situations. And it's not in the world. And it always ends up to these type of things. And, you know, the old line of, you know, prevent defense maybe prevents you from winning. Joe Woods, and he's really – doing a fantastic job. A lot of people ready to run him out of town early this season. It was going to take some time for the team to develop. They really have. But the issue is, is they're an aggressive defense. You know, why shift what your strength is and go against the grain? And that's kind of what happened and made this game a little bit closer than it certainly needed it to be. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, just uh, that defense, is it one of those groups, and there's a couple of them in the NFL, at least roster-wise, where uh, they can thrive as long as their offense doesn't lose them the game? I do agree with that. And you've got an instance today where Greg Newsom was out, suffered a concussion late Friday in practice, something you never want to have. 
but not everybody has a Greedy Williams around, a guy who was possibly contending for that spot. You lost Ronnie Harrison today. The Browns, they love their defensive backs. They have a ton of them. Ronnie Harrison wasn't able to go today. You put in MJ Stewart, Grant Elpit, 11 solo tackles today in his second year, missed his rookie year, really, really developing as a player. Then you get into Anthony Walker. Was that with COVID? I mentioned Jacob Phillips again. Jeremiah Usukoromoa. This team is deep. They play intelligent. They're athletic. It's really, really fun to watch. And Bo ain't going to lie. It burns me a little bit like that we're talking so this Browns defense right now because this is most likely not the way it was supposed to be. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, when you look at the offensive side of the football, Baker Mayfield, two touchdowns and interception. Another slow day against the Baltimore Ravens for running back Nick Chubb, 59 yards on 17 carries, under four yards a clip. Not used to seeing that, but back-to-back -back games, that's what the Ravens' rush defense has been able to do. Has it been a solid performance by Baltimore in slowing down that uh, rushing attack, or you know, is it uh, just maybe bad play calling on the Browns' part? Look, I mean, there's when you want to talk about the Browns offense and obviously it's been a national story, you know, and look, it's always going to try to come down to the quarterback. But you want to say it's play calling. You want to say it's a wide receiver position. It's everything. Um, it's just the way it's working. What you saw today, there were some shot plays to Donovan Peoples-Jones. And this is the only guy right now, technically, for the Browns that can even come close to getting vertical down the field. They were able to hit on some of those loosen it up. It never really loosened it up for the running game. And they didn't hit it enough where the Ravens defense just said, all right, well, we got to back off now. Are other teams going to do this? Do they have, you know, the Ravens experience against the Browns offense where they can say, you know, we know exactly what's coming. Look, there's going to be teams the Browns are facing that, you know, don't see them two times a year. So it's a little difficult when you're in that, you know, that scenario because you don't know this offense this well. You need Donovan Peoples-Jones to succeed. And not everybody is just going to say, you know what, we're going to go nine, 10, maybe five yards to the line of scrimmage. You know, it's it's kind of like suicide to do it. It really is. Um, but for the Ravens, for the most part, to their credit, it worked the last two weeks. It's crazy to think that Nick Chubb will have more rushing yards Saturday against the Las Vegas Raiders than he did in two games against the Ravens. But, you know, the rivalries. And, you know, A number one, you don't want to lose them. A number two, it's within the division. And the Ravens knew you know how close, and that's probably why they went for the two-point conversion last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. you got to sell out to try and win a division. But right now, the A's are a little bit nuts, a little bit bananas. It's going to be fun to watch over the next four weeks. The NFL's Week 14 almost in the books. A couple of games that we didn't get to or get to talk about in this one. Some blowouts by the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Saints, the Titans, the Broncos, the Chargers. Some overtime thrillers between the 49ers and Bengals, as well as the Bucks knocking off the Bills. You want to hear more about those games? Make sure you go and check out your favorite team's local Locked On podcast. Whoever you root for, we got a show to get you all covered. Just search Locked On and then your favorite team's name, and we've got you all taken care of every Monday through Friday. Tonight, we wrap up week 14 with the Los Angeles Rams traveling to take on Bo Brock's very own Arizona Cardinals, the 8-4 and four Rams, the 10-2 and two Arizona Cardinals. Going to be a ton of fun. For more on that game, make sure you come back tomorrow here on Locked On NFL, as well as checking out the local shows, Locked On Rams and Locked On Cardinals. But here, on this show, myself, Ross Jackson, and Luke Braun are going to be breaking it all down for you for our Tuesday episode, as well as getting you ready for your fantasy playoff run with our Tuesday Fantasy Forum. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day. For your second listen, make sure you go and check out Locked On Bets. Win yourselves some money. Do yourselves a favor and listen to your boy Q, as well as handicapping expert Lee Sterling for Bo Brock at Bo Brock on Twitter. I'm Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola. 
on Twitter. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode of Locked On NFL, and we will see you tomorrow. Proud part, the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.